Well, let's put our hands together for the King of Kings. Thank you. Welcome to the presence of God. Thank you. Thank you. We're so much happy to be here. We want to give a very special welcome to our viewers that are watching us who are a part of this broadcast today. You are blessed so much to be here. May the grace of God find you wherever you are and grant you wisdom and understanding as we get into the word of God. Thank you so much for being here. If there is anything that you are believing God for, this is the time. And keep on believing and keep on receiving. And we are here to learn and to study God's word. But today, uh, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here for too long. You know, usually when I say that, I... <laughs> But I'll try my best to make sure that we spare some bit of time and we can spend the rest of the day praising and thanking God for the season that he has brought us into. But looking at the, not just the quality, but the quantity of information that we have, God has made available so far, um, it will be fair going back a little bit and touching on areas of interest. Um, our viewers have been watching and you have a way of communicating with us on the comment section. You can do so right away. And those of you that are close to me now, again, you can raise any question you might have from the previous uh, teachings that we've had. So it is important for us to do that than to keep on running and not checking whether we are still together, uh, especially looking at the nature of the information. It requires that we discuss at some point pause at some point. Feel free, pastors, to raise questions from our previous um, presentations. And if you want me to go a little bit deeper on any area that uh, was of interest to you, I'm ready to do so, but I'll try the best I can to take as many questions as possible. So I don't expect me to hear the question before we get into the answers. So I don't know if there is any, but if you understood what I said, then let's release the people for today. It's a, it's a good day. It's, a, it's, it's really a good day. So if you had a question, if you still have a question, or even anything that you'd want to say, maybe an area that excited you the most, it's not a question, you just want to say, thank you, Lord. Still, that's okay. So 
floor is yours and those watching us uh, on Christ TV, YouTube channel, go ahead and you can send your question as well. We might have an opportunity to uh, look at it and and um, and and raise it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Do you really want us to end this service, you guys? <laughs> so I think we'll, we'll have to get more questions from other people as well. Okay, it's all right. Thank you so, so much, Father, for the opportunity to ask questions, especially coming from the very deep teachings that you've been giving to us. Mm. Fortunately, it is not my question, but a viewer's question that was sent to me, and I felt it was important that I represent them. Father, the question goes, I know that last week our father taught us about unforgiveness as one of the weapons that the enemy uses against us. As a believer, I know that I'm supposed to forgive, but I actually don't know how. What is the true meaning of forgiveness? How does one get to a point where they are completely free of a grudge and they can say they are forgiven? especially in the case where the person that you need to forgive is somebody that you must constantly be around, mm -hmm. probably a spouse, parent, or a family member who is continuing with their hurtful behavior at your expense. Thank you, Father. At some point, I think Jesus um, addressed that question when it was raised by one of his disciples. How many times am I supposed to? forgive right yes and then it was like 70 times 70 and then we he went on to say a day so it's an ongoing thing because it keeps doing good for the one forgiving so it doesn't matter how many times or how long you have to keep on forgiving it is important that you forgive but maybe the problem that most people have is we have had this um, statement or phrase for too long that you have to learn to forgive and to forget, yes. which is not uh, part of scripture. There is no way that you can forget. And in most cases, if you find yourself forgetting how you got hurt, it's most likely that you were not really hurt that much. You keep on remembering. Um, what was done to you and you keep on um, uh, revisiting that um, event, especially if it was devastating, it is, if it really disturbed you. So remembering doesn't really mean that you didn't for, forgive. You can forgive and still remember what was done to you, but it's a thing of the past. Whether the person is close to you, what would you want to do? What was your suggestion? Do you want the person dead after being forgiven? You're expecting God to still punish the person because uh, he probably sinned against you. So I would recommend that um, the closer the person is to you, the, the, the more the opportunities you have to forgive and the faster the, you get the rewards. If there is a benefit in forgiving people, you must be thankful to God for making available and bringing 
people closer to you who are in need of that forgiveness. So it's not about uh, forgiving people and then you get rid of those people completely. Of course, if it's a friend, you can walk away from a friend. If it's your husband, you can't walk away from your husband based on a matter that you, you would have either failed to forgive, probably you can walk away, but after forgiving, you have to stay with the person. So you, you will always have people next to you, close to you, everywhere you go, who are in need of your forgiveness. You can't run away from that. It's either in the house where, or in the office, at your workplace, wherever you go, in the, in the plane, you will have somebody um, who just comes in and then he takes your place and then you start arguing, that's my seat, that's my seat. And the entire flight, you no longer enjoy your flight because of that. I've, I've had people before even the plane takes off, they are already reclining. And imagine people like us, our feet are over there and you have no space all the way. So you must always carry your forgiveness wherever you go. Mm. Don't get tired <laughs> of forgiving people. Sometimes when you are driving, the devil will always place an individual on your way who really um, has something going on which is wrong and, and, and the rest of the day you are not happy because somebody has just insulted you. One person can spoil your entire day if you are not ready to forgive. You can be insulted and yet you are the one with the right of way. Yes. You have seen what happens when it comes to uh, road rage. Yeah. Some drivers are just out of, out of this world. So you don't know what the person is going through. Just anticipate, just expect somebody to hurt you and be ready to forgive. So, like I said, the closer the person is to you who is in need of, of forgiveness, it means um, that your rewards are that close as well. You have to keep on forgiving. Keep on forgiving, no matter how close the person is to you. Keep on forgiving, but you are never going to forget. Don't keep trying that. Don't. You won't forget. You always remember. You always remember. Even if God says, I will not remember your sin, he's just saying, I will not revisit those sins. Okay? Thank you, Father. So, even for us to keep on thanking God, that, that's why even as much as he would have forgiven us, we keep on thanking him for forgiving us because we still can remember the sins that he won. He forgave us of. And uh, equally, God also still remembers. So keep on forgiving. It's endless. By the time uh, the sun sets down and you're forgiven somebody 70 times, the following day you don't say 71, 72. No. <laughs> you start afresh. So you can hardly get a person who can sin against you, offend you more than 70 times in one day. Thank you. So Jesus chose a number that he knew it would be impossible for one person to keep on offending you 
that so many times mm. in, in one day. The following day, it's, it's, that's his first time offending you and you keep forgiving. And the more they offend you and the more you forgive, the more rewards, the more glory wow. that you attain. So, so apart from just being hurt by people, you must also look at the reward. You look at the reward. Isn't it a case of God bringing people close to me who have character issues, who have emotional issues, just so that I'm tried, I'm tested, and I'm not found wanting? My business on the earth is to forgive. So who do you expect to come around you? Those who need forgiveness. Yes. They are coming to you to be healed. Mm-hmm. Why are they always, why am I always coming across people with emotional issues? They are coming for their healing. It's like the hospital getting surprised when only sick people are coming and say, oh, but I've, some people, they go to restaurants when they are fit, but when they are sick, they come to me. You have the solutions. <laughs> wow. You have the solutions. So they are coming for their healing. Like I said, problems, they gravitate towards their solutions. There is something within you that they are looking for. So they will uh, pinch you. They will prick you just so that you release the healing energy that you have, which is forgiveness. They are looking for that. So don't, don't give up. You are a clinic. Mm. Go ahead and heal the afflicted. And people that are sick, they make other people sick. People that are hurt, they are in the business of hurting other people. Okay? So be ready to heal people. They, they have nothing against you, but you have something for them. Wow. Wow. Give it to them. Forgive them. Okay? Yes, yes Father. Father. Mm-hmm. But if, if a person has to be away from you because he is dedicated to just uh, breaking you down, and there is no need for you having that person in your life, just to walk away, you forgive and then you walk away. Thank you. Thank you. You forgive and then you walk, walk away. You, you walk away. That is very important. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Right. Let's have another question. Thank you so much, Father, for the knowledge and the rivers of life that you lay bay on our table every day. Uh, firstly, I want to mention uh, an area of fascination about the whole subject. Warfare defined. I really thought the weapons are external. And I was amazed to discover that most of the weapons we have already taught are internal. I'll be creating my own weapons. However, my question is like, you touched on John 20, verse 20 and verse 21 last week. And then you said, um, when Jesus uh, showed his disciples his wounded hands and the side, they were glad, the disciples were glad to see the Lord. And then Jesus said, peace 
be unto you. I didn't quite understand that part of the piece. What kind of peace is that one? How do someone acquire that kind of peace? And how do I maintain it? That's my question, my father. Okay, as of acquiring it, it's clear from that scripture that if you look at the direction um, of the peace, where it is coming from, it's coming from the one who spoke it. Jesus said, peace be unto you. So that makes Jesus the only source of that kind of peace. Remember, I once dealt with the same uh, matter from the same book of John, where Jesus was praying for us, for his disciples and all of us. And he said, the peace that I give to you is different from the peace that the world gives. And then he went on to explain his peace. And we said there's a difference between his peace and the peace that you get from the world. And the difference also is in how it is acquired. He's, he calls it my peace. And he went on to explain that not like the world gives. So it's the kind of peace and how that peace is given. So there's the peace that you only find when you have found him. Wow. Mm. Because you must remember he is the prince of peace. Okay. He is the king of Salem from the word Jerusalem, which also means peace. But he reigns in that strength in that atmosphere that we call peace. Mm. He governs that territory. So when he comes to you and he declares peace to you, what he has handed over to you is the kingdom that he is a king over. That peace is, in a, is an atmosphere that he hands over to an individual. People may try all they want. There is no atmosphere that you can find elsewhere um, as peaceful as the atmosphere of Jesus. Remember, these are guys who are in a hiding place because they are afraid. Their master has just been killed. So when you arrive in such a place, you actually sense the thickness of fear. When Jesus walked in, he's looking at faces that are so much terrified. The reason why they are hiding, they are afraid. And what's the best thing for you to offer to such an audience? Peace. So he's trying to correct the, the atmosphere which was so tense by introducing his peace. And he went on to give that same ability to his disciples that in whatever city that you enter, you say peace. In whatever house that you enter, you say peace. The same thing that he did when he entered into their atmosphere, he declared peace. It's an established principle that whenever you find yourself in a new place, you declare peace. Get into a bus 
It's not a long prayer. You just declare peace so that you, you arrest negative energies that you find in that territory. And then you allow the peace that you carry mm. to filter into that atmosphere. And then you are now in charge of that vehicle. Why? Because the peace that is prevailing in that place, you are the one responsible now. Okay. So he gave that to his disciples. You get into the house, you say peace. And then he went on to say, and your peace shall stay on that house. So it is our peace that we carry. So before you hand it over, you must have developed it. It's the internal peace that you externalize when you get into a place. So you can't be coming from home being a violent individual and then you get into another place and you try to introduce the peace that you don't have. You must have been maintaining and cultivating a peace within, feeling at peace with the Lord. Not behaving as if the heavens are coming, crashing on you. Mm. Be at ease with yourself, knowing that God is with me. Whereas everyone else is saying God is in heaven, but you're saying he's in me. I am the heaven that contains God. You had peace. So when you are that cow, and then you get into a violent place, when you say peace, it is the peace that you have brought into that place that comes out of you and takes over that, that region and that territory. So it's a very simple principle, what Jesus is doing. He is bringing the peace into a violent territory, violent uh, environment. And then he declares peace over them. And they were so calm. Now he's able to relate with them because now they've been healed from their fear by the declaration of peace. They're okay now to listen to him. So that's his peace. And no one gives it like, like, like he gives. No one. Everything else that people can try there is no one who can create that peace. That peace is himself. That is why no matter what people may try to do, unless and until they accept Jesus, they will never find the peace that we have. They will never get it. They will never find it. There is nothing else that can provide that peace for mankind unless you have received him. And after receiving Jesus, you realize it's not just a person. Is an atmosphere. He's the peace that people, the world, is looking for. Okay? Yes. Yes. So that's what I think uh, with regards to that peace. It's coming from Jesus. And how do you receive it from him? When he declares it, you believe it. You receive it. If he tells you, fear not, without giving you any reasons. Just stop fearing. Just stop being afraid. Believe every word he tells you. He doesn't have to write you a, a two-page note. A word from him has to be enough. Train yourself to believe every single word if it is coming from God. You say, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every words 
word. Word. <laughs> so if he says peace, mm. you receive it. Thank you, Father. So he's not saying there is nothing around you that is seeking to destroy you. But you must understand that the word declared becomes more powerful than the situation. So you take it ease. You look and you, you know the day is tomorrow. That's the end of me. And then a word comes from him that says peace. That word should reign over your situation. You will know that when tomorrow comes, what is going to be happening tomorrow is not what I was expecting. It is peace that is going to be happening. Peace is becoming the event. And that peace is a personality and that personality that is called peace is Jesus. So he is giving himself to them and they lost the fear. They lost the fear. So you get it from Jesus and you receive it by believing his word. That is what I think mm. concerning the peace. Okay. All right, let's, let's, let's move on. I'm, I'm trying today, right? <laughs> you learn new things every day. Okay. Uh, thank you, Father, for uh, teaching us uh, the depths of the Word of God. Not only are we learning, but uh, we're getting delivered every day from our old selves mm. and from ignorance. Mm. Um, just a, a question on the clarification on the teaching that you did uh, last week. You touched on the our ability to be in different or limited uh, uh, different. <laughs> uh, quite an interesting question. Though it is also very controversial uh, because we have been made to believe that you can only be in one place at a time. When then a question is raised with regards to developing self towards achieving um, that attribute or nature of being present elsewhere and still maintain your presence over here. To say you, it's prayer, to say it is fasting, to say it is reading the word, it will be an understatement. Because you will have people who are praying for hours and reading the Bible. There are people dedicated scholars who are really into not just reading the word, they study the word. Mm. There are guys who have the Jewish people who have memorized the entire Old Testament. Scholars who have memorized the entire word for word. Wow. 
yet they cannot manifest that kind of grace. Mm. And people who are praying for days, some who have been fasting for years, but still they can't achieve that. So to say it is prayer, like I said, is an understatement. I wouldn't say it's just prayer. It is the kind of prayer. I wouldn't say it's a fasting. It's the kind of fasting. Mm. I wouldn't say it is studying the word of God. It is the kind of the word <laughs> that, that, that you study. Yeah. And it all culminates down to believing. Probably that's what, what, what you have been doing all along. It's just that what you don't have is consciousness okay. of where you have been. You Remember I tried to highlight a point where I said, how are we here and how are we at the same time seated mm-hmm. in heavenly places mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus? Had I not said that, some people would have argued that it's impossible for a man to be in two different places at the same time. But there you have it. Yes. Yes. We are in a heavenly place in Christ Jesus, far above principalities and powers. Mm. Yet we are are down here. Okay? The third place that you find yourself in again is when you Go to sleep. You are in another third dimension Mm. of existence. Because you don't first come down from a heavenly place far above principalities into your body, into a place that you are dreaming of. Your presence is maintained in all these dimensions. You are still seated in Christ Jesus. Your body still has the spirit. Mm-hmm. And then that same spirit is in a different location in London. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that something that you're already doing? It is. What? It is. <laughs> Yet the question is, how do I achieve that? Yeah. What you don't have is just consciousness of, what, of where you are and what you're doing. That's what you're doing already. What has been difficult so far, I can tell you from my study of these spiritual activities. There's a reason why a witch can get into your house without breaking. And he does or she does a work on you that remains. But there's a reason why they have not been able to get into the bank and steal money. Yeah. Are you following this? I don't want to bother you with 
um, things that I've come to understand, especially concerning the question that you've raised. Because we'll have more questions coming <laughs> from that. <moment. laughs> we are ready. It's not about the father. Ready to, uh, to, to ask you again. <laughs> When you have the human life walk into a place, the owner of that life can be away from that place. Okay, yes. yet at the same time coming into that place. And what is coming into that place is his life. Mm-hmm. And he is in two places at the same time. Why? Because wherever he is, he's not dying because his human life has left him. He's alive. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. While he's alive wherever he is, his life is elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay? You are following? Yes. But what happens now is, if that life is developed, if it's a developed life, I raised a point. You might have heard this or not, that if a a human life or a human spirit is trained or initiated, training or initiation, maybe training you understand it because you've been to school, let's talk about initiation. Because that is what empowers certain individuals to be able to achieve things that you wouldn't um, be able to achieve physically unless you've gone through that process. You might think it's something that is beyond explanation, but it can be explained. What happens is Um, when a man gets initiated, there are things done to him which either will affect his flesh, okay, Mm -hmm. or affect his soul, either in a negative way or in a positive way. People can be initiated to achieve failure. Mm. And people can be initiated to achieve success. Mm. Both have been initiated. It's just that the one failing doesn't know that he has gone through an initiation process. Especially if the defeats that you experience, the failures that you experience 
are ongoing. There's been an initiation that you're not even aware of. Yeah. And you can also be initiated not to know that you have been initiated. Because the day you realize that I've been initiated, you seek your, 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 your deliverance from that, from that initiation. So you are initiated and you are made to not remember that you have been initiated. Because initiation of an individual, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't have to be <laughs> placed in a container and you are boiled with water where there, is, there are herbs in there. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. It can simply be an act. Okay. I'll explain that part. But your question is, how do I empower myself? How do I develop myself towards achieving being present in not just one place? And I say, that's what you're doing already. So I'm alerting you, I'm making you aware of what you've been doing already. You. you are in different places already. Already. You would think it's memory. If I say, let's go to your house, explain this to me. Suddenly you're in your house. Mm. You would think it's just memory. Okay. But it's, it's not like that. Okay. It's, it's not like that. You, you have to travel first to get to your house. And if it was memory, you wouldn't need to travel. There's a traveling involved. But I'm coming back to this issue. When a person is initiated, it's to them they have discovered what replaces and what substitutes new birth or salvation. Okay. It's a man-made salvation. Okay. It is the way they get born again. Hmm. Explain it, Father. It's a replica of new birth knowing that if you want to attain that kind of a life, you have to be born again. But they've come up with another way. Wow. Okay? Mm, yes, fine. Of dramatizing salvation. When a person is getting initiated, is their way of salvation, their way of being born again. Mm. That is why you can now compete while you're getting born again at church, your own way of doing it. They've discovered their own way of doing it. So that at the, at the end of the day, their souls and their human spirits become supernatural. Mm. The same way that you are made a supernatural being by new birth. So it's a counterfeit salvation. Hmm. All right. All right. So what happens is, depending now with your level, there are people who can get into a place as um, the human life, as the soul, and be able to do things and even be able to carry things. 
what makes it hard for you as a human life to let's say you want to visit china which part of you goes to china if you want to go to china physically you have to board a physical plane right yes and the physical plane carries a physical body to a physical china and if you want to buy anything we want to get anything from china you have to use money that is physical and you buy a physical product yes yes and the physical body carries it back to a physical zimbabwe yes you're following this yes the problem is when you are to visit the same china as a human life even as a spirit the human life i'm referring to the soul because the soul travels what is difficult for you as much as you can be there you can actually see what you you've come for but being able to carry it back to your country it's not it's not impossible but it's it's the most difficult hmm okay what am i saying in as much as you are not able to bring back a physical product you realize that the only product that you can bring from china is a product which is as soulish as you are <laughs> So any Chinese products which are in your state as spiritual as you are you can be able to visit a place and bring back a product as long as the product is of the same nature same texture okay I I follow this. I follow that. This is the reason why a person can go to a place and something is done to him and then when he wakes up he has pain in that area. Mhm. So it means wherever he went to he got the product. He brought it back. But he is not able to bring a television from China. But you can bring a vision from China. Right. You, you see the nature. Yes, sir. The text that I'm talking about. Mm, yeah. There are people that have been to places okay and in the dream they are wounded and they wake up having pain in that same area. Exactly. So you have brought a product. Yes. Ah. You have gone to get it and you have brought it to yourself. Now you have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are moving in China you are seeing everything but you are told you can't carry its physical manifestation okay but the life of the thing can be brought back the life of that thing can be brought back okay same applies at one level you can get into the forest like I was telling you of that old man 
And I was told, he's actually, if you go in that village and inquire, he's a known person. Mm. Yet, he's able to pull the roots from the ground and he took them away. But you need to understand now, which part did he carry? Because there are people who are able to get into the forest, they pull the, the roots, okay? And what they do right there is to extract the life of the tree. Okay? And it's possible for them to even carry the roots. But the issue is you have to be, you have to be, because it doesn't have to be, because people, people are not supposed then to see a, pro, a physical product floating, being carried by a spirit that they cannot see. It's a violation of a certain law on the earth, and it has to be observed. Yeah. Are you thick enough to cover the product so that no one sees it or to blind the people? Okay, these things, these things happen. These things happen. Things are being transported remotely in the spirit, both spiritual um, uh, uh, products and even physical products. So if you, are, if you are not at the highest level, you have to, you have to go and get it physically. But as you are developing, you can go there, then you pull it out. There are times when you get into, if you've been to the village, most of us, we grow up there. There are times you see that something happened on the stones or leaves or there's been a chopping that you can see. Is, is, this, was the, is this a baboon that was playing here? Something, something just vomited this thing. But you can see it's like, it's like, it's like a root that has been chewed or something like that. It could have been the actual person there doing it. And then there is proof that something has been taken. As long as you can take the life out of the thing, all these trees are living things. Mm -hmm. Trees are not dead. Yes. You see, all of us, we are agreeing that trees are yes. living organisms, yes. okay? But then when we begin to talk about the life of the tree, people will say, you're complicating things. <laughs> You've just admitted that there is life in that tree. Yes. What does that life do? That is what heals people. Okay. And I told you, a tablet can be made from the tree. Yes. But not until you drink it. And not until it is dissolved. It is when it is dissolved that now it is in its life state. All right. Okay. So the reason why we end up drinking medication tablets that are physical, it's not the physical nature of that tablet that heals you. It has to be dissolved into what state? Into its spiritual state. Then it gets into your life and then healing is conducted at that level of the life of the tree. Yes. 
So the same way that God gives you a gift to heal, people must receive you, you are the tablet. And as you administer healing to them, you have to release it as a spirit. The same way trees are gifted, God gave different healing abilities to trees. Mm-hmm. And those healing abilities are in life form. So how do you get the life of the tree? Mm-hmm. You drink it. Yeah. You are drinking the life of the tree. Because <laughs> there is healing contained in that, that life of that tree. So what I'm trying to show you now is someone can get, I, I've told you, I've, I've tried it before, where you now know that, oh, I'm having pain, I'm having a headache, but if I have to take that pill, the pain will go. And then I told you that at some point I said, now I know there is the spirit of the tree in that tablet. Unless I drink it, I can't be healed. But can I not access the the life? And immediately, you start recovering. Because what you really need is not the the pill. The rest of the whitish thing that you see, it has to be discarded. The same way that most foods that we eat, and then you go to the restroom. What you're throwing away is the physical career of the actual energy that you can see that you want, that you needed in your body. It's as clear as that. You call it waste. But why did you eat the waste? You had no ways of extracting the spirituality. So the waste is the, tra- the transportation, the hiding place for the energy, the nutrients. Mm the vitamins that you, you needed. Same thing with the, medica- the medication. The whitish thing is just coming so that you know the location of the healing. is there. You pick it. What you are picking is healing. You drink it. What you are drinking is healing. Mm. The rest goes to waste. But the life of the tree remains in your body. So I'm showing you the lives of things, mm, yeah. spirits of things. Yeah. That you can be in a place and you see, I need this back home. Yeah. But you fail to transport it uh-huh. physically. Uh-huh. But there is something about that product that you can transport. The spirituality of the product. So it's important that you understand this. It comes in, 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 in different measures. One person can be at home. Do you know you can have a person who gives five people, if, especially if it is to do with spirituality, he can give five different clients the same prescription, the same medication. 
This one comes, he's given a root. Another one comes with a different problem, he's given the same root. Another one comes with another problem, he's given the same root. All these people are not as powerful as we are. For all information. Yet they've understood their salvation. They've believed that they are born again, initiated into a dimension of possibilities. And they have faith in that. More than we have faith in our own salvation. He can become so big to a point where he's no longer going into the forest. He extracts life from the forest. He brings it here and he administers to his clients. It's, it's a level. It's a dimension. It's a soulish dimension. You see, sometimes I give people practical examples. If you realize that no one has been able to really locate the area where the soul is found. They can describe it, mm -hmm. try to explain it, mm -hmm. but where it is situated, they've not been able. And the soul in the Bible, so many times, it's used interchangeably as the spirit. Hmm? Mm -hmm. But if you realize that if the human soul is his emotion, if the human soul is his feeling, if the human soul is his mind, mm -hmm. it means if I... Touch your body. If somebody hits you, a physical slap, you have to feel by the soul. It's not the body that you hit that feels. It has to be the soul that feels on behalf of the body. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You feel by the soul. The soul is your emotion. Yet if that soul is purely, purely, purely spiritual, how come anesthetic can access it? Explain, Father. So that you are made not to feel mm. during surgery. So they've discovered a chemical that can penetrate that far. Yes. Yeah. As far as touching something that is not physical. Yeah. And the feeling is muted. Mm. And you watch as they remove your leg. Mm. 
Hmm. No pain. You still have your body with you, but you can't feel the pain. They have tempered with an aspect of your being that you knew nothing about. Mm. So if, if a chemical, which is in its physical form, mm. can touch an aspect of a being which is not physical, what is that chemical? Is this not practical? It's practical. Very practical. Very practical. So you don't feel from here. You don't see from here. You see through your soul. You, you hear through your soul. Your mind is your soul. You are reasoning through your soul. If that part is touched... Anything that touches you physically, you, you can't feel it from here. You have to feel it from the soul. Yet that soul is not purely physical, neither is it purely spiritual. It is in between the life, the human life. The human life. It's your intermediate state. A world created between your two existences. The spirit, the physical here comes the living soul. It's alive. It has been made alive by the spirit that entered into the physical body. That spirit that had the likeness of God when it entered into the physical body. Another being was created by the human spirit, which is called the soul. The soul was created by the human spirit that God introduced into the body. Yes. Yeah. So, let's study now. That's why I said it's not just by reading the word. It is how we, what we study and how we study it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. How can I get to a place when there is a sick person and I minister healing to him and the healing is administered and the person recovers without me going there physically. Mm. Mm. And you, you, you cannot say I have not been there if the person has recovered. Yeah. Yes. yes. Do you know that if you sit under this kind of teaching, okay, that's why the devil doesn't want people to talk about this. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, the devil likes it when the preacher is just jumping and making noise. Because <laughs> he knows nothing comes out of that. When a person wants to come to me, let's say he's in the United States, he's so eager to meet me, he wants to sit down with me, he wants me to minister to him. But he is no way, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. He, He's finding it hard to even get money to get to me. If you realize that the more he keeps praying about, the more he keeps thinking about coming to me, eventually that is going to become the, an event in his dream. 
Not just because he's been thinking about me, but eventually he's going to see himself coming to me. And then because he's not educated enough, he says, it's a confirmation that I have to go and see the man of God. And yet what he needed should have been transacted at that point. To a point where there is no more need for him to waste his money flying all the way to come and meet a man of God. Because what you need in that man of God is his spirituality that can still minister to you away from him physically. That is what makes a man of God a man of God. The God in a man is not physical. The God in a man is God. Yes. Thank you. And if that God is indeed a God, then he should be able to practice omnipresence. Yeah. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. Sit down. If I'm wrong, then they have to explain to you when they say men of God, even in the Bible, men of God. What are they saying? They're acknowledging an aspect of God within a man. Yet they are busy trying to visit the man. Okay? And then expect the God in the man to minister to them. <laughs> so that person, what he was supposed to do is to keep on praying until the visitation becomes spiritual. Until he is empowered to come to me spiritually and retrieve from the God within the man a spiritual product. So as he keeps on thinking about me, keeps on thinking about me, keeps on thinking about me, he's growing towards me. He's being extended as a spirit towards me until he touches my spirit. And then virtue power comes out of me. When Jesus said, I felt power coming out of me, he wasn't almost fainting. That's not the power that he uses to walk. No? No? 100% human, 100% God. And what that woman touched was the 100% God. But that power was transmitted through the hem of the physical garment, the tablet. She touched the physical so that she would access the spirituality of the man. The same way you drink a tablet. Physically, what you are trying to access is the life, the healing component that resides within that medication. So when people are touching you, so you must dream until you are healed by that man of God that you see in a dream. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll continue from there. Father, we thank you for 
this session. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for granting us life and giving us several abilities. And we thank you for the light that keeps shining. Mm. And we thank you for developing us and making us better. You've made us wiser than our enemies. In the name of Jesus, we pray that the God within us will not be enslaved by the flesh. Liberty and freedom to the God within us. Liberty and freedom. Permission to manifest. Permission the right to manifest. Help us now as we exercise dominion over your creation. Let every soul and every spirit be subject to the peace of the people of God. Anyone listening to me today, you have a product that you desire. You have a need. You want God to empower you supernaturally. You will be able to visit places and extract grace and possibilities and blessings from different regions of existences. God is making this ability available to all of you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Next time you have an encounter with the spiritual being, there shall be a transference into your existence, into your body. You will not be visited by the angel of God and he goes back carrying every heavenly product. You have to extract. Next time you see yourself flying, going up into a spiritual dimension, you will bring heavenly products back to mankind. Next time you go there, bring us something. Don't come back empty-handed. God is giving you this ability to handle objects in the spirit and bring them into your existence now. Healing can be brought from there. Peace can be brought from there. Ideas in existence can be brought from there. It's happening. People are visiting strange worlds and bringing strange ideas to earth. And that is becoming your portion. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. And may he give you peace. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed. 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 Thank you. You may be seated. You may be seated. Just continue the rest of the day thanking God, appreciating him for giving you life and giving you a chance to hear these things that you are hearing. You are blessed because you are hearing what you are hearing. And I think we need just to get into uh, the music as we are thanking God the rest of the day. If you want to give, I will touch on that again probably next time. Okay? The spirit of money. Okay? So, so how, how, how that works. What happens to an individual when it is money that he gives? Yeah. What, what happens to you? Probably didn't know. Okay. What happens to you when it is money?
that you have given. Okay, we'll talk about that. Okay. Don't, 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 don't assume. It's not just a blessing like a blessing. What exactly happens to a man when he is given money in particular? So many things can be given, but when it is money, are you aware? You can say, I've been giving money all along, but do you know? Are you aware? So that you can take advantage of that knowledge. Do you know what happens to a man when he gives away money? Oh, go ahead and sow your seed today. Send your seed right now. So while you are enjoying the music, let's have the details on the screen. Okay? And then people must start sending their seed right now. Send your seed. And may the Lord bless you again. And may he keep you again. And may he cause his face to shine upon you again. And may he give you peace. Spend the rest of this week in a blessed state. Doors are opening up for you. You are blessed child of God. Until we meet again. Shalom.